Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 218 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And today we're going to talk about the Biden administration's announcement of its new strategy on countering corruption. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you're doing well. Um, I thought we would take a look at this uh, new and important uh, document and initiative that came out uh, just last week uh, with regard to uh, sort of global strategy on countering corruption. Before we get started, how about a word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's Ethics and Compliance Automated Platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, the new uh, initiative, which was released on Monday as a prelude to the uh, Democracy Summit, was pretty important. Uh, it's a new comprehensive anti-corruption program called the United States Strategy on Countering Corruption. Uh, it's a follow-on to the earlier announcement elevating the global anti-corruption battle to a national security concern. And after that announcement, the Biden administration conducted a 200-day interagency examination to develop a comprehensive government-wide anti-corruption initiative. Hence, this report, the United States Strategy on Countering Corruption. This was also a prelude to the Democracy uh, Summit, which was held Uh, last week, consisting of over 100 countries designed to promote democratic governments, policies, and commitments. Now, the Biden administration uh, issued this 38-page plan, 
And in it, they estimated that corruption costs between 2 and 5% of the global gross domestic product. Uh, and the plan outlined steps for cracking down on criminal actors and their networks while improving cooperation among federal agencies and law enforcement. And they announced uh, plans, also the Department of Treasury, uh, to announce uh, new regulations on U.S. real estate purchases to prevent uh, money laundering. We'll talk about that. And the, um, I mean, it really, it's significant in the way that they address several policy changes across the board. Uh, the headline issues identified uh, included the expansion of targeted sanctions programs against corrupt individuals and governments, aggressive enforcement of illicit finance schemes by uh, targeting enablers of such money laundering activities, including lawyers, accountants, art dealers, investment advisors, and increased disclosure requirements for beneficial ownership of corporations to minimize use of shell companies to further illicit finance schemes. Those are some of the headlines, but there's much more, which I'll get into later. A key portion of the Democracy Summit, however, was to build support among uh, member nations to follow U.S. sanctions and agree to implement comparable sanctions against targeted in, uh, individuals and governments. On the issue of sanctions, the United States has been building support for a comprehensive set of anti-corruption sanctions akin to those identified as part of the Magnitsky Act and enhanced export restruct restrictions as well surrounding surveillance technologies and other dual-use items used by authoritarian governments. The possibility of coordinated multilateral export regimes would significantly increase the impact of those sanctions programs. Now, the new anti-corruption initiative also pushes new uh, anti-corruption projects at the Treasury, State, and Commerce Departments, focusing on international financial systems and illicit finance loopholes and activities. And the objectives of this uh, initiative is to take meaningful steps to stop corrupt actors from using the U.S. finance system to hide or disguise proceeds from corrupt activities. And the agencies are charged with enhancing anti-corruption work as a priority through the designation of new senior positions and coordinating bodies at various enforcement agencies. Uh, the Treasury Department has been charged with taking a number of actions on, quote, individuals who are engaged in malign activities that undermine democracy and democratic institutions around the world, close quote. Now, the Democracy Summit uh, had more than 100 Democratic nations' representatives to discuss threats to the democracy, including the importance of coordinated and enhanced measures against corrupt actors and illicit finance. An interesting uh, announcement centered on the Treasury Department's commitment to use, quote, new resources like beneficial ownership data, close quote, to, quote, enhance the targeting and efficacy of sanctions actions. The Treasury Department is also working with the Intergovernmental Finance, Financial Action Task Force, FATF, to bolster global standards for beneficial ownership transparency. Now, the initiative uh, basically breaks down to five mutually reinforcing pillars and uh, um, and pillar one is modernizing, coordinating, and resourcing U.S. government efforts to fight corruption. And this focuses on U.S. government efforts to coordinate, collaborate, and leverage resources across the government and law enforcement 
to address the national security threat. Uh, and that includes prioritizing intelligence collection and analysis on corrupt actors and their networks, elevating anti-corruption work as a cross-cutting prior- priority in key departments and agencies, uh, including the Departments of State, Treasury, and Commerce, and the U.S. Agency for International Development, and increasing law enforcement resources and bolstering information sharing between the intelligence community and law enforcement. The second pillar is curbing illicit finance and focusing on corrupt actors and their facilitators uh, who rely on the vulnerabilities in the U.S. and international financial systems to obscure ownership of assets and launder the proceeds of their illicit activities. And uh, so the U.S. here, there are several elements to this, issuing beneficial ownership transparency regulations, which they're in the middle of, enacting regulations to target real estate transactions that are used to hide ill-gotten gains, uh, developing legislation with Congress and adopting regulations to focus on the important role of gatekeepers, which means lawyers, accountants, trust and company service providers that may facilitate corrupt actors to launder and hide ill-gotten gains, and working with partner countries through diplomatic engagement, law enforcement corruption, and capacity building to strengthen their anti-money laundering regimes. The third uh, pillar is holding corrupt actors accountable. And here was the direct, the proposal is to push for direct criminalization of government officials who take bribe recipient, uh, who are act as bribe recipients. As you know, the FCPA only punishes those who pay the bribe, not those who receive it. And uh, there are legislative proposals to fix that. And uh, this initiative came out in support of those. Uh, elevating uh, diplomatic and development efforts to support, defend, and protect civil society and media actors, including investigative journalists who expose corruption, launching a new initiative to engage partner uh, countries on detecting and disrupting foreign bribery, establishing a kleptocracy asset recovery rewards program, similar to like a whistleblower reward, and collaborating with the... um, private sector to improve and enhance anti-corruption compliance programs by U.S. and international companies. Pillar four is preserving and strengthening the multilateral anti-corruption architecture, working with the G7 and G20 countries to implement strong transparency and anti-corruption measures across ministerial tracks, building and expanding accountable, effective, and resilient security institutions to target corruption, and reinvigorating U.S. participation across a number of initiatives, including the Open Government Partnership and the Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative. Finally, the fifth pillar is improving diplomatic engagement and leveraging foreign assistance resources to achieve anti-corruption goals. And this is to elevate anti-corruption work within uh, State Department diplomatic efforts, Uh, and looking at government-to-government assistance programs around transparency and accountability and expanding anti-corruption-focused U.S. assistance and monitoring of such programs. So let's get into a little bit, some uh, digging into some of the language here and the initiatives which uh, are on issues that we regularly talk about here on the podcast and in my practice. 
The new uh, U.S. strategy on countering corruption includes several important statements uh, of interest. Under the third of the five pillars holding corrupt actors accountable, the U.S. uh, government specifically calls out the importance of private sector commitment to anti-corruption compliance programs, quote, to improve the international business climate by encouraging the adoption and enforcement of interesting choice of words there, enforcement of anti-corruption compliance programs by U.S. and international companies, close quote. With respect to FCPA enforcement, the strategy notes that the U.S. government, quote, will continue to vigorously enforce the FCPA and other statutory and regulatory regimes via criminal and civil enforcement actions. So nothing new there. They're obviously very aggressive to begin with. However, The strategy on countering corruption outlines the need to, quote, update the tools available to hold corrupt actors accountable at home and abroad, including by working with Congress to criminalize the demand side of bribery by foreign officials. This statement suggests that the administration will seek amendment of the FCPA to prohibit not only payments of bribes, but extend criminal coverage to recipients of bribe payments. DOJ prosecutors have been using, you know, money laundering statutes to charge and hold foreign officials accountable for bribery schemes. But by addressing this disparity in the FCPA, DOJ prosecutors could obtain a new tool to use when charging uh, FCPA violations against bribe recipients. Both the House and the Senate have pending legislation to accomplish this goal. It's called the Foreign Extortion Prevention Act. And that is... I think uh, may have some new energy as a result of this, and we'll have to keep track or keep our eyes on that legislation to see if it can get enacted. Now, the Treasury Department is also taking a lead role under the new strategy on countering corruption. And in tackling uh, these issues, Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN, announced proposed regulations on real estate purchases made in cash. The initiative seeks to make nationwide the current reporting requirements on transactions which have been adopted for 12 uh, metropolitan areas with residential property selling for more than $300,000 where it's paid for in cash. The real estate sector has been a well-recognized target for increased transparency to curb corrupt officials and criminals seeking to launder proceeds of ill-gotten gains. The proposed regulations seek comments concerning the types of real estate and whether it should extend to commercial property. FinCEN noted that money launderers regularly use shell company real estate purchases to move illicit proceeds generated by corrupt schemes, human traffickers, drug traffickers, and other criminals. According to FinCEN, more than $2.3 billion was laundered through U.S. real estate between 2015 to 2020. Now, the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control, or OFAC, also announced sanctions targeting businessman uh, Elaine Mukanda and a dozen associated companies for promoting corruption in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Mr. Mukanda, a Congolese national, worked on behalf of Dan Gertler, a billionaire Israeli businessman who was sanctioned by the United States in 2017 for his business dealings in the DRC and nearby countries. Mr. Gertler is accused of earning a fortune through mining and oil deals in the DRC, 
with the assistance of corrupt government officials and establishing a, basically a violent kleptocracy. Now, the new initiative also requires government agencies to collaborate with Congress to develop new laws and use existing regulations to prevent various gatekeepers to the financial system, including lawyers, accountants, trust and company service providers who facilitate illicit finance and money laundering schemes. Uh, the Biden administration intends to propose increased oversight and stiffer penalties for facilitation of corruption and money laundering offenses. In particular, the strategy on countering corruption suggests that the Treasury Department will impose additional customer due diligence and KYC requirements and increase professional sanctions on gatekeepers who facilitate illicit transactions. Now, the Treasury Department is also charged with a renewed effort to, quote, prescribe minimum standards for AML programs and suspicious activity reporting requirements for certain investment advisors. In addition, and perhaps more significantly, the strategy uh, document suggests that the Treasury Department should expand AML standards to, quote, private placement funds, including investments offered by hedge funds and private equity firms, close quote. Finally, the strategy notes the importance of examining digital assets and consider appropriate regulation of criminal misuse of cryptocurrency, particularly crimes committed by virtual currency exchanges, mixing and tumbling services, and money laundering infrastructure actors. So as you can tell here, we have a broad range of activities and initiatives all going towards the detection, the prevention, and the prosecution of corruption worldwide. I think it's a pretty significant uh, initiative, and we'll have to see and monitor sort of the activities by each of the agencies. Uh, but you can rest assured that when there are increased resources, increased uh, demands, that they're gonna, they, the government is going to respond. These agencies are going to implement new and aggressive techniques uh, in the anti-corruption battle. So it's an interesting document. You should definitely, it's 38 pages. Please take a look at it and uh, hope you found this informative. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. show